Beauty for ashes. 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 Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Beauty for Ashes podcast. I am your host, Shayna Salome, or otherwise known as Beautiful Peace, and I am a testament that God can take your life and turn it around with just one guess. Join me as we tackle the real, expose the enemy, and apply pressure. God wants to give you beauty for ashes. And today we are talking about education part two. Okay. Last week we talked about how your education is not complete. It is not complete without the knowledge of God. It is not complete without the wisdom of God. And so we ended last episode kind of uh, introducing you to wisdom. We introduced you to wisdom and uh, what she had to say, right? And so we are here to kind of dive a little further into wisdom, break it down a little more. There's so much that can be said about wisdom, right? And let me tell you, I believe that God is going to have us continuously go back to this topic. But right now, today, we're just going to focus on breaking it down a little bit like we always do, right? Let me tell y'all. Okay, so (laughs) your girl has been trying to stay hydrated. All right, I got a gallon of water and... You know, I understand the purpose. I understand that we, we have to drink water. So much of our body is made of water. Um, you know, we get rid of toxins and all that stuff. But it's so annoying. Like, do I really have to keep going to the bathroom like this? Goodness gracious. <laughs> I know y'all understand what I'm saying. Anyway, that's besides the point. I hope that you all have had a wonderful week. We are in 2021. It is a brand new year um it is you know time to keep moving it's time to keep moving and this is not the time to be disconnected from god you know as we talked about in past episodes i'm just going to continue to remind you that going forth in this new season we have to be connected to god we have to be connected to our source all right um there are those of us who have been out here working okay we have been out here for the kingdom and there have been things and attacks that have come against us but i want to remind you to not grow weary and well doing for you will reap if you faint not okay so please don't grow weary stay in your word stay in God's face if you have to not if you have to because we have to right we need to do this so fast all right fast and pray keep seeking God you know do not do not become discouraged by what's going on in this world because guess what God's word is still the same okay and guess what if we ask God he will give us wisdom even on what is going on on this earth right now now okay so we start here with proverbs 4 and 7 all right 
Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. I feel like this is a scripture that we hear used often. You know, I, I, I can recall being in church and everything. And I just remember hearing this scripture the most when it came to wisdom. And little did I know that there is so much more in the word about wisdom other than this scripture. And I, no, no shade. Okay. No shade. I'm just saying <laughs> there is so much more to learn about wisdom within the word. So looking at this scripture, wisdom is a principal thing. Uh, we I wanted to take the moment, you know, Holy Spirit led me to do what we always do, which is start breaking it down and defining things. Right. So principle. Principle means the first in order of importance. Okay, so when we look at that, wisdom is the first in order of importance. And you know what? Just to further expound on that, um, we got the because that was the King James Version. Right. But I got the English Standard Version. Guess what it says? The beginning of wisdom is this. All right. So, again, the beginning, the first <laughs> get wisdom and whatever you get, get insight. Mm, get insight. OK. Um, so when we look at get wisdom, right, which is used in both versions, get means to obtain or acquire. So we want to go after wisdom, okay? We should be in pursuit of wisdom. Wisdom should be something that we want to obtain, something that we are just running after to acquire because it's just that important, okay? Insight. Insight is a deep understanding, all right? So let's look at that again. The beginning of wisdom is this, get wisdom and whatever you get, get a deep understanding, all right? So when you get wisdom, when you get wisdom, make sure you also get a deep understanding, okay? So we're going to we're going to take what we learned what these words mean, right? And we're going to kind of make our version. The start of wisdom is this, obtain or acquire it and whatever you do within that acquirement, get a deep understanding. Okay, look at us. Look at us. That's the beauty for Ashes version, okay? <laughs> That's the beauty for Ashes podcast version. So, knowing the truth, right? is the knowledge part, right? And then understanding it is that insight that we're getting and then how to apply it is the wisdom, right? Anybody anybody can um get knowledge and, and you know, get an education and learn like we talked about in last episode. Anybody can acquire that. But wisdom is the application of what you know with the use of good judgment, all right? So what is wisdom? Wisdom is the quality of having experience, knowledge, and good judgment. So you have the experience, you have the knowledge, but with wisdom, you have good judgment. All right. Like I was saying, you could just know anything. You can go forth and you can get all the worldly knowledge there is. Right. Um, you can even know scripture. Right. There's people that know scripture. You know, they even the enemy knows scripture, but. Do you have the wisdom to apply it to your life? Okay. Proverbs 1 and 7 says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. So last week when we talked about education, you know, worldly knowledge is not enough. Okay. It's not enough to get you through this life. What you learn is not enough if you do not also have the wisdom of God. All right. First Corinthians 1 20 through 2 says, where is the one who is wise? Where is the teacher of the law? Where is the debater of this age? Hasn't God made the world's wisdom foolish? Okay, the world's wisdom is foolish. Um, so if you are 
applying the world's wisdom to your life point blank period and nothing else you're not seeking after what god said what his word says the knowledge of god the wisdom of god you are being a fool right because the world's wisdom is foolish um this world will ultimately perish right <laughs> this is not this is not the end all be all okay so we definitely do not want to um live and apply ourselves off of the wisdom of this world no 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 fools despise wisdom you know, and thinking about the world, the world is a foolish place, y'all. Like, come on. If we take a closer look, it's a lot of foolishness going on right now. Like, as we speak. <laughs> as we speak, it's a lot of foolishness going on. Um, so, as the world, we kind of rely on the knowledge of our collective experiences over these years rather than the wisdom that God gives. Can you imagine what this world would be like if we were to seek God? And the knowledge that he gives, the wisdom that he gives versus going off of our own strength, off of our own knowledge, off of our own experiences. It's like we take our experiences and we claim that that is the way, right? It's almost like we try to become gods of this world, if you will. It's like, you know what? My experience, my way, that is the way. And that's just simply not the truth. I want to look at Christians, for example, right? I'm a Christian. I don't know if you listening, you may be a Christian. You may be considering be a Christian. Look, okay. But as a Christian, I don't know about y'all, but look, whenever, not, well, not whenever. Let me, let me just switch that up. There are times <laughs> when I go to try to impart, you know, truth, you know, maybe God gave me a word or I would have been meditating on a word I wanted to share with people. And then I just get hit with like, you know, persecution, like here come the fools, right? Because they believe the wisdom of this world and their experience is better, is uh, more profound, is correct, um, is the truth versus what God says, what God's word says, right? And here they come, right? And so I, I can give you a really good example. I was uh, speaking out about the movie Soul and um, it was just, heavy on my spirit, right? And so I spoke out on it. And initially I spoke out on it in a very just indirect way. You know, someone was talking about all the themes that was in the movie, chakras, new age spirituality, the different spirit realms, spirit realms, blah, 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 spirit guides, all of this mess. And, you know, I, I just re I just reposted it and I was like, sound like the devil to me <laughs> because that's the way it is. Right. Um, but then I was met with um, persecution. I was mess met with individuals who were ready to defend what they believe was the truth. Right. And so um, all of that, like that movie, those different themes, the things that are being taught within that movie, that is the world's wisdom, if you will. That's the world's knowledge. That's man-made knowledge. That's the agenda and the work of the enemy, right? And so it is foolish of us to just stand behind that, right? And when we do that, we are rejecting the truth and we are rejecting the knowledge and wisdom of God, right? Again, like I said, you can even have knowledge of what the word says and still not to apply it with wisdom. For example, we're still talking about this movie, right? So I could know what the word says about spirituality, about afterlife, about, um, you know, not having other gods before God, um, that there's a heaven and a hell. Like I can know all these things and still watch this movie and not think nothing of it. But when I ask God for wisdom, 
He's going to he's going to show me he's going to give me that discernment when I flip that movie on or if I watch the trailer or something. He's going to tell me, yeah, no, that's not of me. That's not of me. Don't watch that. Don't expose your family to it. See, that's the difference. That's the difference in this um, example, because knowledge would just be like, yo, I know I know that's not of God, but you know what? I'm going to still watch it. Ain't no big deal. (laughs) You know, I'm good. Meanwhile, you are opening yourself and your family up to these different spiritual doors, right? Because we wrestle not with uh, flesh and blood, right? But with principalities and and the um, things that are going on within the spiritual realm. Okay, so that that's where the battle is for sure, for sure. So we have to be careful with these things. And God's wisdom would would be what allows you to see like, no, this is not of God. This is not okay. Right. And you would apply it to the situation and say, "Okay, as for me and my house, we're not watching. soul. we're not watching that (laughs) because it's not of God. Same thing with things like Halloween. Right. You know what the Bible says about things that are evil, things that are of the enemy of darkness, etc. But the world says, oh, it's okay. It's just this. It's just that. It's not a big deal. Whatever, whatever. Um, Meanwhile, the wisdom of God would tell you, no. You are to be set apart. (laughs) You know, you're not supposed to be dibbling and dabbling in this, right? This is not of me. And just because uh, it may seem innocent, dressing up may seem innocent, it's not of me, right? So that is the difference there when we start talking about having knowledge from the lens of, you know, I'm a believer and I know what the word says, but I can still not have God's wisdom. And what's so amazing, which we'll talk about later, is God will give you wisdom. But I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to jump ahead. OK, um, so like we're saying here, um, the world despises wisdom and instruction, point blank, period. OK, there's no way to get around that. That is why as a Christian, when you speak the truth, um, you are met with um persecution or you're met with people uh, coming against you you're met with the angry faces you're met with the angry words and what we have to understand as Christians as believers um, is that we have to speak what God tells us to period you know what I'm saying God brought me uh, to Ezekiel last week and um, it really he, he kept bringing this up to me in different parts of the word it's so amazing how God works but It's our job to say what God tells us to say. And it is up to those who hear it, those who see it, to choose whether or not they want to take it for truth. Okay. And yes, there are instances when God will still call you to um, continue to communicate the the truth, even if someone um, comes against you. For example, saying, oh, so is not of God. And someone saying, yes, it is. God might tell me to expand on my point. Right. Um, But even in that, I'm going to expand on it. I'm going to tell you what the truth is. And it's up to you to take it. Um, So that is just something I want to express because that is what God has been really ministering to me over the last couple of weeks that, you know, as Christians, as believers, you know, it is up to us to speak what God tells us to speak. All right. (laughs) And that be it. Um, You know, some of the reasoning for individuals to not follow Christ. You know, I'm going to just say some of the reasoning for this world. Right. The knowledge behind knowledge 
uh, air quotes, behind not following Christ is based on what man has defined as knowledge, right? And what man has acquired that they deem the truth. We're all out here essentially trying to find the truth, right? And so what happens is people are um, exposed to different things. The enemy is, you know, out here doing what he do, you know, still, still kill and destroy. He out here on a mission, and he knows that we're looking for truth. So he's going to put anything in front of you that may appear to be truth to uh, kind of shift and um, distort your view of what knowledge is to the point where you are so um, hooked on. This is the truth that when the real truth is in front of you, there is scales in front of your eyes. There, There is a blockage. There is a spiritual blockage there because you like, no, I know this to be true. This is true. I can't be wrong. And that's the thing. We have to humble ourselves and realize, you know what, God, I may be wrong about this specific topic. I may be wrong about this um, particular uh, part of your word. Show me. Give me wisdom. Show me why this is true. And God will do that for you. Some of the world's reasoning for not following Christ is because they simply don't want to be told what to do. You see, the enemy has used this lie, right, that by becoming a follower of Christ, right, by becoming saved, believing God, that you are somehow being told what to do, right? You don't have any type of uh, voice in this, right? And so, yes, we do. Um deny ourselves and we live in the purpose that God has for our life. We live within his will. But number one, the will of God for your life is the best thing that you could ever do. God is a perfect God, meaning that what he does is the best. <laughs> there is nothing better than what God has ordained for your life. Okay. And then secondly, God gives us free will. He wants us to come willingly. You know, God could literally, literally at the snap of his finger, shoot, he could, he, look, he could blink. All right. And we could be gone. So it's just like, God is giving you free will. So how is it that it gets distorted into, well, I just don't want to be told what to do. God not telling you what to do. He giving you free will to make a choice to follow the truth. Okay. All right. And that's where where the world gets caught up in. Oh, I don't want to submit. I don't want to surrender. This way of thinking is foolish. OK, the fear of the Lord is where true knowledge begins. All right. The acknowledgement that, look, my education is not <laughs> is nothing without God. Right. The fear of the Lord, which we uh we discussed last week, um, where I was talking about reverence and everything, but also the fear of the Lord encompasses that acknowledgement and that education of who God is and his wonderful power and his wonderful might. When you gain that knowledge of God, hey, you have to supplement it with wisdom, okay? Um, it's one thing to know the Bible. Like I said earlier, it's one thing to know the Bible and it's another thing to get that deep understanding of just how to apply it to your life, right? Um, this is not a book just for story time, right? This isn't something to just pull out and just like zip through the scriptures, right? No, this isn't a book to try to like build your case and um, use the Bible to prove your skewed perception and justify your actions, right? Because let's be real. Some people use the word to justify the things that they still, the sins that they still want to do, okay? 
But if you have that heart check, if you have that heart posture and you go before the Lord and you just like, okay, father, can you just show me like, am I wrong? And I guarantee you, I guarantee you that God will give you the wisdom to know that you're wrong, (laughs) that you're wrong and the wisdom to apply it to your life. Right. The knowledge that you're wrong and the wisdom to apply it to your life. You know, the Bible is not for you to build a case behind your skewed perceptions, right? You got folks talking about, well, you know, they uh, they worship other gods in the Bible, so it's okay. Mm, but what did God say about that, right? Um, so that is not what the word is for, right? This is the true and living word. And if anyone asks God for wisdom, he will give it. Proverbs 2 and 1 through 6 says, my son. If you accept my words and store up my commands within you, listening closely to wisdom and directing your heart to understanding. Furthermore, if you call out to insight and lift your voice to understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it like hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and discover the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. So again, God gives wisdom, right? From his mouth is where knowledge and understanding comes from. And I just want to highlight there where we talk about, um, it talks about here, if you seek it like silver and search for it like hidden treasure. Can you imagine if we saw after wisdom like we saw after money? Whew, it will be a lot less fools in this world, okay? Because think about it, the, the love of money is the root of all evil, right? So can you imagine if we swapped out that, that drive, that, you know, what is it? Uh, that grind, right? Grind, 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 <laughs> right? No sleep, no sleep. Can you imagine if you grind for wisdom? If you sacrifice your sleep for wisdom and for God's wisdom, all right, let's be clear. For God's wisdom, can you imagine that? Amazing, right? True wisdom comes from God. <laughs> James 1 and 5 says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given him. And that's the English Standard Version. So like I said earlier, we have to ask God for wisdom and he will give it. God gives wisdom generously to those who ask. All right. And so I just wanted to break that down a little bit because I'm like, okay, God, you give wisdom generously. But like, let's break what that really it, it, you know, a lot of times it's like, oh, it's a simple thing. But when you break it down, you get a better understanding. Right. And then we apply that wisdom to our lives. So to be generous means to give enough or more than enough to be plentiful. Right. So we serve a God that does not handle in small affairs. Let's get that. Let's just make that real clear today. Right. We serve a big God who does big things, who does great things. Right. And so he didn't say, let him ask God who gives it selfishly or sparingly. No, he said, let him ask God who gives generously. You know, we serve a God that will give it to you. He will give you his wisdom if you just ask and he's generous generous in it. He gives it to us without reproach, y'all. Meaning God is not looking at us in disapproval because we ask for wisdom. Let's be real. A lot of times the wisdom that we acquire is stemmed from a mistake we made, right? Um, and so it's God isn't even holding that against you, right? He wants you to move through life with good judgment. You know, he wants you to be able to have godly insight and discernment. 
He wants this for us. He wants this for his children. He wants you to be able to go through life and apply his wisdom to situations, right? Matthew 7 and 7 through 8 says, Ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth and he that seeketh findeth and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. So we did the King James Version on that one, of course. Hence the hith, the ifs, ifs. <laughs> um, but... God already told us to ask him. I just want to get that across, right? Many of us don't have it because we did not ask. We always hear people say, you, you have not because you ask not. And that is so real. Um, actually, I was listening to a live the other day. And um, she had gave such a good example about how even as we ask our parents, you know, because she, she's a parent herself. And she just thought about how she just be want, you know, her kids get frustrated and she just wanted them to ask. Same thing applies with God, right? He sees us and he just wants us to ask. But we are like reliant too much on our own knowledge, on our own uh, wisdom that we have that we have acquired worldly. Um, uh, the wisdom that we have gotten from our own personal experience without um, really seeking God and asking God for it. So we need to exercise this in all things. Ask God. You know, many of us are in the same cycles, right? We're dating the same type of man, the same type of woman. We're getting schemed out of our money. We're spending frivolously and then struggling to pay our bills. We on our fifth marriage, okay? All because we did not ask God for wisdom, all right? We might know or we may have identified the problem in some of these cases, but we lack the wisdom to keep it from happening again. And that is just so, so real. You know what I'm saying? Like just thinking back to my experiences and, you know, as you all have listened, I've dealt with um, self-worth and really just seeing that because a lot of my decisions and my choices were because I did not uh, value myself. I did not see how worthy God said I was. So I made a lot of bad decisions, bad choices um, in relationships and outside of relationships, you know, by um, having sex outside of marriage, all of these things. And literally, in a lot of those cases, I identified the problem. You know, I had knowledge of, you know, that I didn't like this or that this some wasn't right. You know what I'm saying? But then I didn't have the wisdom to get out of that cycle, right? And it wasn't until I truly gave God my yes, turned it over to him that he imparted a wisdom on me that I could no longer ignore, <laughs> right? I could not ignore it. So God will even allow for you to see the root of the issue with his wisdom. If anything, that's what that's what happens, right? When God gives us his wisdom, when we ask for his wisdom, he'll show us all the way down to the root. Like, yeah, Shana, you were acting like that because of a spirit of rejection. Oh, you responded that way because of that spirit of abandonment, right? We haven't, you haven't healed those uh, places yet. You haven't allowed me to heal those places yet. And that's why you're still struggling in that cycle. That's why you're still in that abusive relationship. That's why you still are broke per se. You know, you're not being a good steward of your money. Um, it's because of these things. And that's that that's what that godly wisdom does for you, okay? It breaks it breaks chains, it breaks you free. Wisdom again should be a continuous pursuit. For as long as you have breath in your body, you should be asking God for wisdom. It's not a one time thing, it's not a one time ask. You know, you don't say, God 
give me wisdom. And then for the rest of your days, you're wise. No, it's a constant thing. You want to continuously ask God for wisdom. I want to bring to y'all attention Proverbs 19 and 20. It says, listen to advice and accept instruction that you may gain wisdom in the future. Now, at first glance, this scripture can surely apply to your everyday life, right? Um, you know, listen to your parents because they've been where you've been or seek out the advice of a mentor because, you know, they will be able to help guide you into the endeavor you're going in or even under like a pastor or your spiritual leader, you know, listen to their advice, accept their instruction because you will gain wisdom for the future. But I think we neglect that this is applied directly to the word of God itself as well. You know, if wisdom comes from God, then we ought to be listening to his advice and instruction and where do we acquire that? In his word. Okay, I cannot make this up, y'all. The manual for our life is right in front of our faces. The truth is freely given. It is freely available to you. It's available to you to check it out and be like, yo, okay. So like, li yes, listen to advice. Yes, accept instruction that you may gain wisdom in the future. But we need to make a focus on the fact that we should be listening to God's advice and instruction and it is all within his word and we will gain that wisdom for the future for the things that have not even come up yet right so I really have been just in a place where you know I've been kind of looking at my generation right and just even just at where this world is right now and a lot of the issue is we lack God's wisdom like yes there's a lot of people who are um, you know, not saved or, you know, choosing to to go against God. Um, but a lot of it just stems from that wisdom. We we really believe that what we know is is the truth and the best there is. Right. Instead of, again, humbling ourselves and coming to that point where we're like, yo, I don't know everything. God, I surrender my life to you. I surrender my thoughts. I surrender my plans. I surrender the knowledge, the, the things that I thought I knew. Help me, you know, un do some unlearning, Father. Help me do some unlearning so that I can learn you and learn your word. Um, and so last uh, episode, like I said, we introduced wisdom herself, you know. The Holy Spirit brought me to Proverbs 1 and 20 through 33. And actually, if I'm not mistaken, God gave me this scripture passage earlier in the week. And I knew that he wanted me to use it in this episode. Um, or I should say last week because today is, uh, I think I'm recording this on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> so this uh, section is actually titled Wisdom's Plea. Okay. And so I'm going to pull out some, I'm going to read through it all. Right. But I'm going to pull a few scriptures out of it to break down. And I do want to encourage everyone that listens to this episode to really study and meditate, meditate on this on your own time and ask the Holy Spirit before you go into it. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you understanding and ask God for wisdom because it's important. You know, be like, God, I need wisdom on well, wisdom. What is wisdom saying? <laughs> what is wisdom saying in this? But no, for real, like. Go before God, humble yourself, ask the Holy Spirit, and I promise you, you will get an understanding of this. But I truly believe that these words are speaking to our generation as well, right? So I'm going to start at verse 20. Wisdom calls out in the street. She makes her voice heard in the public squares. She cries out above the commotion. She speaks at the entrance of the city gate. So she cries out above the commotion. When I look at the word commotion, it's just really putting me in the space of 
what's going on around this world. It's a lot of commotion. It's a lot of craziness. It's a lot of things happening. You know, people are really just like, what the heck is going on? You know, after being within 2020 where everything was shaken, it's a lot of commotion, right? But wisdom is crying out above this commotion. Wisdom says, how long, inexperienced ones, how long, inexperienced ones, will you love ignorance? How long will you mockers enjoy mocking and you fools hate knowledge? So we're going to stop right there, right? I want to talk about mocking. All right. So apparently, look, okay, I don't know what is, I got to take a quick pause because I don't know what's going on above me and my apartments, like, but I don't know if it's like somebody I don't know if somebody lives above me because they're doing renovations and so I kind of feel like they're up there doing renovations but the thing that irritates me about it is like it's 11 32 p.m so like why why are y'all doing this right now I I it's the enemy bro he don't want me to talk about this but it's fine because we're gonna keep going so here we are we're, we're focusing on mocking here mocking means to tease or laugh all right now, you know how I talked about earlier about soul and how people were coming against and people were laughing. Ha ha ha. It's funny. But how long will you mockers enjoy mocking and you fools hate knowledge? Right. How long will this generation love ignorance? Ignorance is not bliss. OK, with wisdom, happiness is evident. So let me let me let you know where I'm going with this. All right. We are in a a time where there are individuals who are literally rejecting the word of God. They're literally rejecting truth. They're literally rejecting God's wisdom. They're literally rejecting God's knowledge. Okay. And wisdom is just asking, how long are you going to love the ignorance? How long are you going to enjoy mocking? Not just mocking, but how long will you enjoy it? How long is this going to be funny to you? Okay, how long are you going to hate knowledge? We we have to be careful. We we have to be careful. This is not like I said, this is not the time, this is not the day, this is not the season, this is not the the uh we look, okay? This ain't it. Seriously, y'all, we have to get it together. We need to come and we need to repent because God is not playing. All right. So um, Proverbs 3, 1, Proverbs 3, 13 through 20. Um, I'm going to actually read really quickly, but directly from my Bible, because it does speak to how wisdom brings forth happiness. Right. And so I think that's something to really pay attention to, because one of the sayings of the world is, Ignorance is bliss. You know, it's good to be within your ignorance and maybe not know everything because when you know other things and now, you know, things aren't as good. But the Bible says that with wisdom, happiness is actually evident. All right. So you don't want to be out here ignorant. Okay. Um, It says here, happy is a man who finds wisdom and who acquires understanding because even with getting wisdom, you know, sometimes the with look, okay, the truth might shake you a little bit. But when you ask for that understanding, you seek that deep understanding, it helps. It helps with processing what God has revealed to you. Um, for she is more profitable than silver and her revenue is better than gold. She is more precious than jewels. Nothing you desire can equal her. Long life is in her right hand. 
In her left, riches and honor. Her ways are pleasant and all her paths peaceful. She is a tree of life to those who embrace her and those who hold on to her are happy. So literally, it tells us that if we hold on to wisdom, we seek wisdom, we are happy. We gain happiness um, with wisdom. Long life is in wisdom's right hand, right? And in her left, riches and honor. You are rich when you are wise with God's wisdom. All right. So going back to wisdom's plea, um, verse 23, if you respond to my warning, then I will pour out my spirit on you and teach you my words. Okay. So again, let's heed the warning, right? Let's heed the warning. Let's not wait till it's too late. Wisdom is given without reproach. You know, we talked about it earlier. God is not like saying, yo, I like am giving this to you sparingly because I disapprove of you. Like, no, he he wants to give you the wisdom asked for and he gives it without reproach. And he wants you to know, like, if you respond to my warnings, if you if you listen to what my children are saying, the, the, if you heed my warning, if you heed what people are saying right now, those who are calling out the, the lies for the lives and those who are um, bringing forth the truth, God's truth. If you heed my warning, I will pour out my spirit on you and I will teach you my words. OK, seriously, seriously, y'all. God is not over here withholding from you, but you have to seek him. You have to go after his wisdom. All right. Um, so verse 24 says, since I called out and you refused, extended my hand and no one paid attention. OK, want to just stop here real quick. Now is the time to pay attention. All right. Now is the time to pay attention. You look, y'all. This is not the time to be um, preoccupied. All right. Make yourself available to God today. All right. Because you do not want to be preoccupied and miss what he is doing and miss what he is saying and miss the move that is going forth in this earth right now. Uh, Verse 25 says, since you neglected all my counsel and did not accept my correction, I, in turn, will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when terror strikes you. When terror strikes you like a storm and your calamity comes like a whirlwind, when trouble and stress overcome you. So this is the result of rejection of knowledge and wisdom. Because when we do so, our we find our lives in shambles. It may not happen right away. You may start off thinking you got it going on. You know it all. You got this life figured out. And then you look back and you like, yo, my life is literally like a whirlwind, right? Tara has uh, overcame my life right now, you know? Um, literally, I'm going through a, a, a terrible time, right? And it's because you rejected the knowledge of God. It's because you rejected the wisdom of God. Because had you accepted it, had had you have went forth, had you um, accepted the correction that comes from God, you know, then you would be better off. You would have um, that security, right? Um, So then verse 28 says, Then they will call me, but I won't answer. They will search for me, but won't find me. Because they hated knowledge, didn't choose to fear the Lord, were not interested in my counsel, and rejected all my correction. They will eat the fruit of their way and be glutted with their own schemes. Okay, there's a lot here. um, But the things that the Holy Spirit had me focus on is uh first and foremost i do want to you know nope i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna stay where i'm at and then we can talk about that 
you know, as God gives it to me, um, because I believe he'll have me talk about that later. But, um, you know, it's interesting how we reject first. Right. And then at our time of trouble, then we want to be like, oh, God, where you at? Oh, Jesus, where you at? And trust me, y'all, I'm, I'm saying all of this, like as I speak to you, you know, receive what God is giving you. And I am also receiving it at the same time. Like I say, every time that I come forth with this podcast episodes, literally God is like teaching me, <laughs> you know, I am actually like the student. So please, you know, don't think that I am like trying to cast judgment or anything of that nature. Um, but listen, it's funny how we do that. And I myself have done it where I literally will be like, there's a song. <laughs> Isn't there always a song? There's always a song every episode. That's no coincidence. But it's a song called Midnight. And it's by, I do not remember who it's by. Is it Brent Jones? I don't know. But the song is, um, don't wait till midnight. I'm not singing this time, y'all. Look, it's late. <laughs> don't wait till midnight when there is no sunshine. You are a stranger until there is danger. And that ain't right. Okay, because for real, we be all good when it's sunny. You know, when we think we got it going on, we think we've got it figured out. And then as soon as something happens, we're like, oh, God. And God just like, um... I mean, hey, but like, what's up? You ain't need me before, you know? And then wisdom is out here like, um, you weren't interested in my counsel before. <laughs> you know, I tried to correct you. I tried to get you on the right path. You know, I tried to guide you in your ways and you still rejected me, right? And so where where is that energy in the beginning, y'all? When we think we when we think we got it together. Where is that energy before? <laughs> Why wasn't we seeking God before? Why didn't we see God before we made that decision? Hmm? Why we didn't see God before we got married to that person? Why didn't we see God before we accepted that job offer? Why we didn't see God before we moved across state? We got to understand that our actions do indeed have reactions. And let me tell you how that shows up in the word of God. Well, first of all, in the scripture, it says they will eat the fruit of their way and be glutted with their own schemes. OK, you reap what you sow. <laughs> Galatians six and seven through eight says, do not be deceived. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever one sows that will he also reap for the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the spirit will from the spirit reap eternal life. OK, so it tells us right there in God's word, right? We are gaining wisdom here that what we sow, we will reap. And in here, it specifically says wisdom is saying like, yo, they will eat the fruit of their way and be glutted with their own schemes. The fruit of their way, the fruit of those who reject knowledge is death. OK, those who sow corruption will reap corruption. All right. But what we want, we want to sow to the spirit, right? We want to have good fruit. What I do want to say, and this is what I was going to say earlier, but I'm like, you know, I'm going to let, I'm going to wait, <laughs> is, you know, there is God's grace and there is God's mercy, right? Um, so I do want you to know that, right? Um, thank God. Thank God that it's in his character to extend grace and mercy. But what I will say, as the scripture says, if my people, God's people who are called by my name, will humble themselves, will seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, and then 
I will heal their land. So the key there, y'all, is that we have to repent and repent means to turn away. Right. So for those who may be listening, it's like, yo, I was one of those people who rejected knowledge and wisdom. Like, shoot, I don't want look, (laughs) I don't want this to be my story. It's fine. It doesn't have to be your story because Jesus died on the cross for you. But it does not stop there. We have to die daily to ourselves, die daily to our flesh, you know, humble ourselves before God, repent, turn away continuously. Repentance is an everyday process. Okay. All right. And then what we can do is we ask God for grace. We ask him for mercy on the fruit that we sown previously. You know what, God? Look, Father, I am sorry. Lord God, I repent for what I did. Lord, anything that I sold that was bad fruit. Lord, I just ask for your grace and mercy that I don't also reap a bad harvest. You know what I'm saying? These are the things that you can do. Verse 32 says, for the apostasy of the inexperienced will kill them and the complacency of fools will destroy them. So apostasy, which is so interesting because God has me reading through Jeremiah this month and apostasy, uh, Jeremiah, the the word of the Lord that God gave Jeremiah was to speak about this. And so I'm just like, oh, Lord. But apostasy is the abandonment or renunciation of religious belief. So For those who are abandoning God, who are renunciating, is that how you say that? (laughs) Renouncing their religious belief in God, renouncing their belief in God, you know, look, beware, okay? And then it says, of the inexperience. So inexperience is little knowledge or the ignorant. Um, So it's basically saying for those who have abandoned or renounced their religious belief, right? And... They they are doing that because of their ignorance. Um, so the abandonment and the renouncing comes from their ignorance. Um, that ignorance or inexperience will kill them, right? And then that brings back forth the scripture that we talked about um, last week. Uh, Hosea, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because they reject knowledge, right? And so in this case, I think we can highlight that lack of knowledge there because they didn't have that knowledge, right? It led to the abandonment of their religious belief. So we don't want to be, we don't want to be those fools, right? Because then it says the complacency of fools will destroy them. So to be complacent means a quiet pleasure or security, often while unaware of some potential danger, All right. So being a complacent fool will also destroy you. Is your security in foolishness or in wisdom? Can you imagine like being so secure in your foolishness, being so secure in your worldly knowledge to the point that you become complacent? See, that's that's really what happens. You you feel like you have sought after you found the truth and the worldly truth. Right. The or these different truths of the world. We'll put it that way. And then you become complacent. You're like, yep, well, I'm good. Hey, look, I done found it. I figured it out. I just got to pray to my ancestors and I'm cool. And then you become complacent in that. And now it's destroyed you, right? No, 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 no. Okay. That's not, that's not what we're doing over here. Okay. That's not what we're doing over here. We are going to seek after God's wisdom so that we do not become complacent. Because guess what? Like we talked about earlier today you continuously seek God's wisdom you continuously seek it verse 33 but whoever listens to me will live securely 
and be undisturbed by the dread of danger. So remember, y'all, wisdom produces good fruit. All right. Whoever listens to wisdom will live securely and they'll be undisturbed. Right. So James 3 and 17 says, but the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy. Y'all hear that? And good fruits, impartial and sincere. All right. When you have the knowledge and wisdom of God, you take on the spirit of undisturbed. Okay. <laughs> like, don't y'all want the spirit of undisturbed? Like, look, there's a lot of commotion going on. This world is crazy. But guess what? I am rooted. My foundation is in God. Right. And it's in his wisdom. And because of because of God's wisdom, I know that even though this world is going crazy, changing, passing away, uh, people are perishing, like things are being torn down, broken down. Laws are changing. Even though that is going on, I can rest and I can be undisturbed because I know who God is. I know that he doesn't change. His word doesn't change. That is what stays the same. That is what lasts. Um, so this is really just a, a, a time to just speak real with y'all, right? That's what this, this podcast is. That's what this podcast is about, right? We speak the real, right? We expose the enemy, okay? And then we apply the pressure, all right? Because we have the word of God here that is telling us how we should be living this life, how we should be going about this life. You know, I believe given the current state of this world that this is wisdom's plea for this generation, you know? Even though this was written way back when, this it's Holy Spirit breathed and it still applies even today. The enemy wants you to seek a truth of your own. He wants you to believe that your knowledge is enough to get you through. He wants you to dabble in apostasy and create gods of other creations. Okay, because that's all you're doing when you talk about some, you know, I'm looking at the stars and the moon and the rocks and the trees and the plants and the creation. You are looking to creation to be your God. OK, um, but, you know, the enemy wants you to become complacent in that ignorance. So that ignorance, you know, he wants you to be complacent in that so that you are um, stuck there. Right. And he wants you to be complacent in the foolery. He wants you to um, be complacent and 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 accept the security, quote unquote, of uh, that rejection of truth. That false security, let's say, let's put it like that. So that your life can be hard. Let's remember the thief comes, but to steal, kill and destroy. Right. But Jesus, Jesus came so that we may have life and life more abundantly. It's because of Jesus. Right. That we are here, that we even have that um, the ability to have that relationship with God. You know, the 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 opportunity to even have eternal life. It's because of Jesus. It's because of what he did on the cross. He died for our sins. OK, I just kind of want to leave y'all with uh, two pieces of um, commentary on the scripture passage. First Corinthians one and 18 through 25 for the word of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But it is the power of God to us who are being saved. Right. So I want to call again to the fact that, um, you know, as believers, we are to stand bold, stand firm on the word of God and speak what God is telling us to speak. Right. And it's going to sound like foolishness to those who are perishing. When we talk about, you know, Jesus dying for our sins, dying on the cross, it sounds like foolery to people 
who are already going down the path of darkness, you know, but it is the power of God to us who are being saved. And do y'all, y'all see, do y'all hear that? Who are perishing, meaning that it's still going on. People are still perishing as we speak, but people are also still being saved. Thank God for that, right? Enduring Word Commentary is one of my favorite sources. If you all um, ever need something to kind of help guide you, um, first of all, Holy Spirit will help break it down, but he also leads you to places to further give you um, revelation. And Enduring Word Commentary always comes through. And on this specific part of the scripture, they said there is inherent power in the preaching of the true gospel when it is received with faith. The hearing and trusting of the true gospel will bring the power of God into your life. So we receive the gospel, the true gospel of Jesus dying on the cross, of Jesus being crucified for our sins. We receive that through faith. We talked about this in a previous episode as well, that um, it is our belief in Christ. Our whole belief is faith, right? And the hearing and trusting of the true gospel will bring the power of God into your life. So when you make that decision where you're like, you know what, God, I believe that you sent your only begotten son to die for my sins. I believe in the work that was on the cross. You know, I believe it in my heart and I confess it with my mouth that Jesus is Lord over my life. Right. And Jesus, right now, I let you in, have full control over my life, bring forth the power of God into my life. I turn away. I repent. That is what it is, y'all. That's all you got to say. And it doesn't stop there. You continue seeking after God. You continue in your relationship with God. You continue dying to your flesh and turning away from your wicked ways. You let God begin to do that work within you to get you truly healed, right? Because you are called and you are chosen, you are chosen. If anyone, you know, took the time to say that prayer, then I really want to urge you to go ahead and click the link at the end of this. There's a link that will direct you to our Facebook group so that you have a community because you were not meant, you were not meant to do this walk alone. And so I just want to finish this, you know, Holy Spirit was moving. I normally say that to the very end, but, um, it just came out that way. But <laughs> um, verse 19 said, for it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and I will set aside the intelligence of the intelligent. Where is the one who is wise? We, we said this earlier. Where is the one who is wise? Where is the teacher of the law? Where is the debater of this age? Hasn't God made the world's wisdom foolish? OK, the world's wisdom is foolish. And like I said, it will pass away. I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. God's wisdom is the only wisdom that stands. We even often see in this world that the more people become intelligent or even the people who are already intelligent, but the more intelligent they are. And this doesn't happen all the time, obviously, but the more intelligent they are in their earthly knowledge, the more they seem to reject God's wisdom, right? And I don't think that's a coincidence. Um, Enduring Word Commentary said on this piece, human wisdom, quote unquote, is constantly rejecting God and opposing him and ultimately showing itself foolish and perishing in, do in doing so. 
which we talked about earlier. I know I've said that a lot today, but <laughs> I'm just recalling on what we've talked about. But, you know, human wisdom is constantly rejecting God. And that's no coincidence. This world is the enemy's domain, right? Of course, of course, he wants this wisdom of the world to reject God because he don't want people to know him. The enemy is the biggest hater there is. Okay, don't let him win. Actually, let me tell you a secret. You already have the victory with God. You have the victory. He's already called you an overcomer, right? Through him who loved us. Who is him? Jesus. Um, verse 21, for since in God's wisdom, the world did not know God through wisdom. God was pleased to save those who believe through the foolishness of what is preached. For the Jews ask for signs and the Greeks seek wisdom. Real quick, Jews ask for signs and the Greeks seek wisdom is like, just speaking to that worldly knowledge that they were trying to obtain. Um, but the thing, the issue with that is, you know, they were trying to seek after those worldly things, not God's wisdom. Um, but we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to the Jews and foolishness to the Gentiles. Yet to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. Because God's foolishness is wiser than human wisdom and God's weakness is stronger than human strength. And so I'm just going to close with that, y'all, because whoo, we could expound and expound. And I believe that the Holy Spirit is going to allow us to talk about wisdom uh, multiple times, you know. And so I really, really, really love coming to y'all um, with what God has to say. And um, I'm just so grateful that he has allowed me to use this podcast, you know, to spread his word. Um, so if you really enjoy, seriously, if y'all really enjoy this, go ahead, leave a review. And the only reason why I say that is because I want other folks to know that, you know, what this meant to you. I want people to know that God is truly speaking, right? It's not about me. It's about God. It's about his kingdom. It's about his children. Um, so if you feel led to leave a review, share it. You know, make sure you subscribe so that you get the notification when a new podcast drops, a new podcast episode drops. Um, but other than that, y'all, I am about to log off. I'm going to eat. I'm going to do some light editing tomorrow and have it up for y'all. Um, but yes, be blessed. You know, seek God, seek his wisdom. And I will talk to y'all next week. Lord willing. Peace.